1: And if you love your footy, if you love sport, I couldn't recommend the documentary more. Um, Some people will love it, some won't, but I I reckon the majority of you will get something out of the Stan original documentary, Show Me The Money too; It's now streaming only on Stan. And our next guest, well, he's the star of the show. The hang time this guy got was (laughs) unbelievable. His name is Robbie Durazio from (laughs) Connors Sports. Robbie, thanks for your time
0: thanks guys good to be here
1: was there room for anyone else to get a word in or not
0: <laughs> <laughs> i uh mate i just do my job and they follow <laughs> so you know it's just day-to-day business and what they get is what they get so um i'm not sure what everyone else is doing but uh yeah day-to-day work
1: for me. was there any trepidation to put your hand out you were involved last year i think was there any hesitation to be involved
0: oh look i think it's a um to be honest with you not really it's a it's a Great insight for the the general supporter of, of you know of any sport. Just to get that that um, that look to what happens behind the scenes, and I don't think it hurts. And it also shows the human element to these these footballers who are who are human. And as I said, they, they they go through the ups and downs like all of us, and making decisions for their for their livelihoods. And whether you're Brody Grundy, you know, at the top of the game, or or um, you know Griffin Logue trying to trying to get to Melbourne, or, or Shacky trying to save a career, I think you see all elements of, of the game, and it, it shows the human side of, of the whole thing.
1: One thing that struck me was, I mean, the investment that you put into your players. Like, the Brodie Grunny's at your house a lot in this. Like, so you're just you always on. Like, if you want to be good at this job, I guess that's what's required. But how have you seen that commitment change from when you first started doing it?
0: Yeah, I guess um, they do become part of your family, a lot of the, these, these players. You sign them as 16, 17, 18-year-olds um now suddenly they're you know they're getting married and having kids um you know i was a kid going through that at at the same time with Brody. so yeah he's at my house a lot he knows my family really well and we sort of use the house a lot too so we're not seen by uh by the tom browns of of the world who are you know sitting in cafes watching everything so just a bit of private space but no they're definitely part of the family and you make these decisions with them and um it's a really enjoyable job and we get a lot of satisfaction out of it but yeah definitely um you get a little bit of insight into into Brody and and how he thinks.
2: Less about the players, less about trade period itself. How did you rate your performance, Robbie?
0: <laughs> well, I don't know about you, King. I don't like looking at myself that often, so um, <laughs> I feel sorry for people that have to look at, at the big Gonzo. But uh, look, overall, it's a uh, no, nah, it's a good fight. Like Paulie Connors tanned up really well for it. I thought he trained hard. <laughs> mm. um, he did a lot of work in the off season for this. Big finale, the last three minutes. I think he takes over the show. So he was quite happy. Um, and Nick Geeson got a good run too. So now we were happy. And it's, yeah, it is a bit a bit, is a bit awkward to be honest. We're not supposed to be on TV that often. But um, it was a great idea by Stan and Jam TV. And I think they've done a great job.
2: No, they have. It is ter- a terrific watch. So, so let's talk about deals. Okay. So I made a comment this morning that, you know, it's up to a Collingwood or, or a, a, a Craig McRae or a John Longmire from Sydney or even Brad Scott. You know, the Bombers don't really have that big bodied midfielder. To go and get Nathan Fife, find a way to, to 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 rip him out of the of the Fremantle Football Club that he loves. When would that process start? So take us right back to the start of the the Grundy discussion, or or other players yeah. that you've traded in the off season. When would it start? And, and tell us the plan. They're all
0: different, but I think if you're looking to get a player of that caliber out of a club, it's it's at least twelve months earlier. Like I think that. Um, especially if you're moving players from the other side of the country, if using Pfeiffer as the example. But there's a lot of planning that would have to go into it, a lot of salary cap movement. You know, you'd know, have to look at what's going in, what's coming out, um, lifestyle. The partner would be involved a lot of the time. What does, what does he or she do for a job? Family, kids, school. Like There's a lot of planning that goes into it. Um, but the coach is a, is a major part of that, that factor. I think the coach plays a huge role in, in the trade period. I think the list managers do a great job. But in the end, the coach and the player have to get along and foresee what it, what you know the vision that the coach has for that player and try and convince him to come. I think the coach plays a massive role, but definitely, you know, for a big name like that, it'd be it'd be twelve months at least.
2: Can I just ask you? So a lot of energy, a lot of time goes into the, to the trade period at the end of season. Do we have enough capacity to put one into the mid-year period?
0: I heard Paul's comments the other day, and I, I agree with him. I think that I think it would be a totally different. Way we look at it. I think your, um, your positions would be specific. I think that um, keeping players in jobs is an important part of our, our job and keeping players um, you know, putting food on the table. So I think mid season trade period wouldn't be, or draft wouldn't be a bad idea. I don't know how it would actually work in terms of lending or how salary cap movement would work, but I think it would be a great idea to keep, as I said, players in jobs and teams who need specific positions to, to be able to reboot for the back end of the year. Yeah, for sure.
1: The pitches from the clubs, you know, clearly comes across and some do it better than others. But, you know, instrumental in getting Grundy to, to Melbourne was Simon Goodwin and Max Gorn selling how he's going to play. We see Bows tour Geelong and Dangerfield and Stewart and you could just see they were blown away by it. Uh, you spoke about you know, Hawthorne's pitch to Bows and they couldn't have done any more. How has this gone up a notch?
0: Oh, I think that just the whole involvement in the club, as you said, and and I think that the way the history is the, the big footy clubs that helps. You know, I know that like Giants and Gold Coast is trying to build that history now, but I think that that whole involvement. you have got Patrick Dangerfield, Tom Stewart, walking Bosey through the the Geelong history and the the pitches on the wall. That's pretty pretty special. And you know, Jack was blown away by all that. Jack was blown away by all the pitches that he had in in front of him. They all did a great job, and he had to make a decision. Um, but no, definitely when you've got Paddy Dangerfield. And Tom Stewart, you know, telling you to come, it's it's a it's a massive draw card for sure.
1: Why wouldn't you have said to Collingwood because Grundy clearly loved the club and you can see that, why wouldn't you say, no, nah, he's not going? You've got five years left, he's not going.
0: Yeah, I could have. I could have. I think in the end Brody's the one that looked, there was a nice conversation between Craig and Brody, the coach and the and the player and Craig to his credit was um looked him in the eye and said, you know, I think it's best if you do go elsewhere. So I think that's I don't know about you, but if someone said that to me and they don't want me, I probably would look, look, look elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and he had a great option to go. So he could have easily gone back, though, Kane, and you know, that would have made things difficult for them to do what they wanted to do during trade period. So it would have been interesting. But um, I, I, look, I think that in the end, it's worked out really nicely for everybody and um, really exciting for the year, the year ahead.
2: So, so how, Robbie, on that specific deal, the Grundy deal, how, how will you assess whether that's been a success or not?
0: I guess, it, it, personally, you mean like my yeah. my, my, my In own your view, side of it. Yeah, I think yeah. Let's see how let's see how it unfolds. Like the Gorn discussion is going to be a big one, and I've had a lot of commentary. So, for me, I think it's the way they play together and the way that if the team wins and it's going well, and you know Brody's happy to you know the 70, 30, whatever it is. I think that if they're winning and the midfielders are getting good supply and and both Ruckman Max and, and Brody are happy with the way it's going, I think that's a win. How you measure that, I'm not sure, Kingy, but. I guess the games, you know, wins and losses keep us all in jobs. So if they're winning and, and the combination's working well, I guess that'll be the tick. And, and the way that Max and Brody um, play with each other, I guess that'll be a key.
2: Any calls from Martin Scorsese or anyone like that overnight <laughs> just on the back of what they saw?
0: No, I've been checking my phone, nothing mate, Nothing at all. But, uh, no, look, as I said, it was good fun and um, the, the stand guys are really happy with the way they've done it. I think that the, one, the one length movie feature or whatever they want to call it, I think works really well. And um, I know Colin Young was very happy with himself <laughs> yesterday. So uh, I did say to him, I said, how did they get you in the, uh, in the butcher? He said, oh, they told me it was just a warehouse. When he rocked up, there was all those carcasses laying there. So I don't know if that's true or not. But, um, no, he's a good man, Colin. Scary man, but good man.
1: Uh, well, it's was terrific. I was fascinated by it, honestly. Uh, and you came across exceptionally well. The, the kind of sports is, is an yeah. absolute juggernaut. You do it better than, than most. Uh, appreciate you joining us and, and running us through right. um, some of the interest behind it. Robbie, thanks for your time.
0: Thanks, guys. Happy birthday to Kochi too. big 40 today. Oh, is that right?
1: Okay. 40. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> He's having a good one. He's having a channel. Hey. Tom Green, uh, another from the Connor Sports Stable at uh, GWS, has just signed a four-year contract as well. Now he's going to join Sam Edmund on the captain's run on Friday. That's a huge where, where signing. Where does
2: that sit on your, uh, on your chart? Four's,
1: no, I might be without. Four's Four, good? Four's okay. okay. Four's, four's the old school too. Oh, right. uh, And he's he's young. He's, what did he be, 21, 22? So there will be heaps of Victorian clubs looking to get him back. So he'll join Sam Edmund, who will join us before he does the captain's run, on the other side of this. Robbie Durazio, our guest, the Stan Original Documentary, Show Me The Money, now streaming only on Stan.